and welcome back to Flux to Pose. I almost stole a Sean Capri intro, and that's copyright infringement. We can't have that. This is the ultimate podcast about not... We're like the Seinfeld of podcasts, really. It's a podcast about nothing and everything all at the same time. We're your Hangout Podcast. This is Flux to Pose. We're recording on February 6, 2017. I am your rambling host, Jason. Joining me is my good friend, Mr. Lucas Rose, co-host with the Mahost. Hello, Jason. You you are a rambling man, just like the song. I'm a rambling man. Yeah. <laughs> That's like when um oh what was that that skit where it was all your, your, all your favorite songs sung by drunk people and it's like they just know the chorus to every <laughs> every song that you love. Uh, although I think I was turning the Rambling Man into um, we're a rock and roll band. Yeah. We're coming to your t- no American band. Coming to your town. We're gonna party down. Yeah, that one. I think you know? I think it is Lord. I, Lord, I was born a Rambling Man. Oh yeah, Doo-doo-doo. There you go. I couldn't I'll tell you. Channel my inner uh, guitar hero and rock band, and then I know all the songs, all the words. Excellent, excellent. All the things. How about I do this? On the docket today. Sure. This is episode 150. It's like a little mini milestone. Some mm-hmm. some shows will celebrate those, like episode 50, episode 100. Flex to pose, we don't care about that, because that's nothing. Ain't nothing. We're coming, up on th- we're coming up on three years, and that's more important. Anyway, episode 150. On the docket today, we have... Uh, IRL, we have What You Plan. We have Fluxtapose Plays the Dig Part 2. Yep, we survived more than one episode. Mm-hmm. And mm-hmm. we'll do a little Overclock remix. We'll finally pick a Netflix station that we'll watch on the next show. And then let's review some community grab bag fun. How does that, how does that, um, does that strike you? Does that strike your fancy, sir? My fancy was struck for critical damage. So thank you for that. Critical, critical blow. A death blow, the killing blow. Yes, all of those things. <laughs> death stroke. Ooh, I'm naming '80s movies. I wish we were in. Death stroke. Blow, blow by blow. <laughs> that was the alternative Ooh. name for Rocky before they came up with Rocky. Lucas Rose has time to kill. In a world, you in know, a world. When I was sick. And I only am most recently getting over being sick. You know, I'd wake up in the morning during the during the height, if you will, the peak of the the sickness, and I'd wake up and I'd when you're down I'd, with it, uh, yeah, and I'd sound like this, and I would say, "In a world," <laughs> <laughs> and I'd go. Whenever I hear, so whenever I hear you say this or things, when we're talking on such fandangled internet machines like this, mm-hmm. all I can think of. This is this is messages with speaks. <laughs> that stupid. This is a message. <laughs> mumble, gar- jargon. This is an example boy. of speaks. I could probably do that if I didn't. I have a tendency to slur my words. This, this codec is, is, is the best codec. I am practicing my enunciation. I am going to get into this hind now. <laughs> Every time. <laughs> well, do I'm- yourselves a favor, peoples. If you haven't watched it yet, we you should watch Metal Gear Awesome because we talk about it all the time on the show. And you need yes. to know, to get many of our stupid inside jokes, you need to have reference of this Flash animation made by the darling Ego Raptor. It's true. We I first found that when my monitor was broken. Do you remember that? And all the color was wrong? <laughs> we had Because yes. it's an animation, and it's yes. a really, like... Yes rudimentary flash animation and 
all the all the colors were just all wrong. Like yellow would be green, blue was like cyan. It was it was bad. But we yes. watched it anyway cuz that's that's what we did. Well, technically though for you isn't the color always all wrong? I am not colorblind like that. Okay, that I want to put this to rest once and for all. I am not like colorblind to the extent that some people are when they see colors that are other colors. I see normal colors. The problem is differentiating between things like light green and orange when they're next to each other. I think it's red green, red green colorblindness, which is very common. Roy, Roy G. Biv. Roy G. Biv color. That would be, you know, I don't see in color, Jason. I am. I am. I see people for their man. their worth. Oh right. wait! Right now, oh. I don't see any worth. Looking at you. <laughs> well, I did make a Columbine joke on the last episode. Yeah, you did. Call, I so. can't believe we were both pretty awful in that episode, and nobody really <laughs> said anything about it. So, I guess we can say whatever we want, Jason. I. How about I drink your milkshake? Um, I wish you would. Mm. Wait, wait. All right. Well, tell me. Tell. Let's let's get. Let's re- let's You're supposed to leave the here. awkward finish for the end. Jason. Uh, we're on a very odd tangent already. I'll tell, tell you, me quick story. Tell me about something. Oh yeah. Yeah, quick story. I got one thing because I I was really reaching because I was gonna probably do the oh, I didn't really do anything this week. Uh, early. That's the flexible standby. Yeah, exactly. We make we make categories to talk about and then we don't we realize we don't have anything for those categories, um, because our lives <laughs> suck. So <gasps> early this week. Mm-hmm. Or now, yeah, I think maybe even last weekend, and I forgot to talk about it. Uh, I finally got around to changing the oil in the SUV, the 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 Pathfinder that we bought uh, a year ago, year ago around this time. Uh, I hadn't changed the oil since then. Oh, which is bad. You're probably you're probably way overdue for yes. that. Then yes. But did you have oil or did you have tar? Uh, well, that's the thing when I, when I, now the good thing is that I don't have to jack the car up or anything. I can just kind of shimmy and shake down, down under the car. And, and as we have discussed the last time I had to repair this thing. Um, so I, I was fully expected to have tar, you know, I thought there might even be dinosaur bones coming out of there. So I, <laughs> I, uh, I Labre- opened the, the La Brea tar pits of Lucas's car. <laughs> yes. The, like uh, sin city when they go to the dinosaur pits or whatever. Mm, yeah, that's a, that's a callback. Mm. Um, so I opened the nut to uh, let it let it. Uh, <laughs> gosh, I'm not going to be able to get through a story. What is Michael here? Um, oh, Michael's notorious snap. for not letting me finish anything. Uh, mostly my food, but also my stories. Um, so I, I loosened the nut uh, to drain the oil and I thought, OK, I might as well not you know lay down here because it usually takes a little while. But since the car was flat, you know, it would come out pretty quick. Well, so I, I was just checking it and I, I look at the, the oil catcher and I'm like, man, this thing says it takes like five gallons or five quarts of oil. And this does not look like one quart of oil or five quarts of oil. It looks like one quart of oil. So I'm kind of like, oh, no. oh my goodness, because our, our oil light would flicker on and off. So I thought maybe it was on the, the fringe of being too low. So I would add oil here and there. Well, um, now I'm thinking maybe the light was kind of blown or something and it was just flickering on and off so that oh. the light was always supposed to be on. And I was just <laughs> assuming that it was, you know in between the levels of where it should be and where it shouldn't be. So 
Yeah, I, I once I, I changed the oil, I got the uh, the oil filter off there, which was a pain in the ass, by the way, because um, <clears throat> they're always so freaking tight on there. So I get the, the oil filter off, and sure enough, man, I think we were running on like one, one and a half quarts or something oh, out of no. a five quart tank. So, oh gosh, lucky your engine wasn't like. I know. So if anybody wants a real, uh, it's a gas guzzler, but it's a it's a freaking tank, uh, which is what the the kid their kid had nicknamed it tank because it uh, it can go through anything pretty much. Might mm. as well be a bomb shelter at this point. Uh, Nissan Pathfinder, get one. Mm. It'll it'll. Mm. Of course, now it's gonna die because I said that. But uh, other than trying to get over being sick, which. Took about a week. Uh, Oof, feeling yeah. okay now, finally. Good, Still got a little good. nasal congestion, but I I am not complaining. I'll, I'll take some hey. nasal nasal congestion. Mm. But uh, mm. and then I'm gonna drink this delicious frosty beer. Oh, what oh. you got there? Uh, we got groceries at Meyer, so I just picked up uh, Lockdown uh, Stout, which is a Scotch Ale by Arcadia Ales. It's uh, ah, yes, yes, yes. Kind of a good. Uh, it's kind of like my go-to after Dirty Bastard. They're they're different mm-hmm. enough that sometimes you feel like one Scotch ale or the other. Huh, this one's pretty go. good. Well, you know, it's funny you talked about beer because I you know I had I had something I hadn't had in a long time yesterday, um, which was a Bell's Winter White Lager or their White Winter Ale. Mm-hmm. I think is what it's called. It's just so a white white beer, white yes. beer, white beer. Um, very good. You know, it's got that nice Belgian taste to it. I haven't had that in quite some time. I realized, wow, I really, I really like this. I think my, I think my, my taste preference has, has shifted a little bit more into that direction. Mm-hmm. You know, I like some of that, that Belgian taste. Not, not so much because you you can't, um, I can't, I can't feel like you can drink a lot of those in one setting. You know, you wouldn't want, you know, just one or maybe two, but, um. It was a good blast from the past, and then during the, uh, the Super Bowl, I mean, excuse me, sorry, the big game, I had... Oh, right, um, right. You get in trouble. Cause, cause, yeah, that's right, because we'll get in trouble. I had what is... Well, they're from... It's from Shime, I believe I pronounced it. Shime, which is a, a Trappist brewery, and they make... Um, we had it, actually, in episode, I believe, episode um, 50 of flex to pose or not episode 50 the one episode 52 when we did the the one year anniversary we had a bottle of that or was that on episode 100 that we did that i thought, it was, it, was on the, that? I thought it was on the live show it might have been on the live show we did that um because that no that's right because in episode 52 we did i had the trooper ah uh, okay. from uh which was disappointing but you know we had one of those and i, I have that same um style of theirs i can't remember which one this but i had this this new one my brother got me a four-pack for Christmas, a four-pack sampler of it. And it's like, it's Chime, but it's like Sync, S-I-N-Q, comes in a white label, and you're yep. supposed to enjoy that, like, as early as possible. Um, oh, really? Yeah, Sync Sense? Yep, that's the one. Because you're supposed to, like, some of them you can age and stuff like that. But So I had that, and I have to say, it was damn good. Like, it just had a really nice... Had that nice Belgian flavor. It's a triple, I believe, correct? Ooh. So you still got the description up there? I do. It's a Belgian triple, yes. Yeah. So a little little heavier, but, I mean, it just had this great flavor. It had. Uh, it's crazy because I think I get used to drinking, you know, a lot of um, 
more American beer styles or more of your your basic beer styles that after you know a couple minutes the head's completely gone. This thing still had a a, a head for like an hour because I just you know I didn't just enjoyed it. For, you know, I still mm-hmm. had a head for like, well after an hour. It had awesome lacing in the glass. It was just just drastically different than what I'm used to you know experiencing. So tasted great though. Tasted great. It, it looked fresh when you sent me a picture of it and uh, yeah. I don't know how it looked about half gone or something like that. So, yeah. Yeah. I, uh, though, I think the one that you brought was the, uh, grand I think reserve. The blue. I think it was the, the yeah, I think it was the blue. Yeah. Yeah. That that's right. That's the, uh, Belgian strong dark ale, which is 9%. And then they have the Chimay Rouge, uh, premier. Have that too. Yep. I got that. And that's 7% and that's a Belgian double. Mm. Okay. There we go. So good stuff, really good stuff. I, I liked it. I do like the Belgian style. They they tend to have like this spice to it, not like not spice like uh, hot spice like uh, I don't know coriander or something like that. There's this mm, weird mm-hmm. um, I don't know different taste to it, different profile that seems to go along with a Belgian Belgian ale. So yeah, it's kind of a nice it's a nice uh, switch up. Between yeah, you know your usual typical American, like you said, and then you get like that Belgian influence, and you're like, oh, that's that's different. Yep, yep, I I would totally agree with that that statement. So that was a a nice change of things, and uh, yeah, we had our first baby shower this past weekend, which you attended. Thank you again yes. for for coming. It was lovely. You and the family, some good eats. Um, received a lot of you know, we got gifts and stuff, and. And that's the the process afterwards of you know sorting through everything and oh yeah um, organizing and everything that comes along with it and um, I had, I do have to say that um, feels good to finally get that out of the way because now we can finally start to pare down like okay what do we need what do we still have to get things like that but right right um, putting stuff putting stuff away um, afterwards I think I was like putting uh, putting away books of his and some other stuff he got I'm in the nursery putting stuff away and then it just just hits you out of nowhere like this wave of emotion and feeling like oh my god he's like a real person that's going to be here and it wasn't like i just like started crying because it's just like it just hits you you know it wasn't like not like scared but it's just like you know like the anticipation and everything else you know so many different feelings you know one time over such you know jessica comes in and she's like what's the matter and i was like he's coming he's gonna be a real boy <laughs> you know it's like a moment like that uh so yeah. Well, well, yeah when you're like it's his books like that's the first time i've ever referred like heard you refer like his books or his clothes you know it, it makes it right real all of a sudden yeah exactly so i hadn't had my first pre-daddy daddy moment yes <laughs> and and i i zeldified my office a little bit at work i had that uh that puzzle justin and i made while well, i had it framed i finally took that oh, in and then yeah, yeah. I, I had a awesome person from the interweb send me this huge uh, Zelda Breath of the Wild poster that they made from um, some of the box art that was released onto the webs. They took that and removed some of the logos and blew it up into this awesome resolution, which is which is kind of crazy because you look at that official box art which, where it's links back, like looking over a plateau, mm-hmm. and it's the color. And if you zoom in on that, it's actually like brush stroked. It actually looks like it's like a painting. So if you zoom in, you can get all these cool brush stroke textures and things like that. So when you blow it up, it gets that nice dimension to it. So I I finally got a frame, and I thought I, the frame would be too small, and I have to trim it a little bit. But it's, uh, it's actually the frame's a little too big, so I got some spacing in there. But got that bad boy framed, and that's up in my office at work now too. So nice. 
So yeah. So you were able because I remember when you told me about that, you didn't have any freaking clue where that came from. So. Yes, I did. I did narrow it down. It came from people on my Discord. My oh, that's cool. Yeah, I, I was set up because one person was asking about. Well, I he showed us like when he first made them, and um, he only could make like six, so it was kind of hush hush on who they got sent out to because he uh-huh. didn't want people to feel bad, you know, because yeah. he obviously couldn't give them to everybody on the server. But uh, someone else had got my address by asking if they wanted to send me a baby gift. Oh. Or the send it, so, which I think they might be doing at some point anyway. But that was the setup in order to get my address. So that's very. And cool. I had a feeling because I because it, it was came from Minnesota. And I was like, I'm pretty sure I know he lives in Minnesota. I'm pretty <laughs> sure that's where those came from. So, yeah, really cool. Very, I was like, very much a surprise. Really cool. So nice. And it's way better than those promos that you get for pre-ordering because it doesn't have all the all the branding everywhere. Yeah, that always sucks. advertisements. Yeah, that always sucks to hang a poster, and it's like, that was the problem with the Loot Crate exclusive stuff, too. They would give, you would have that cool poster that, like, nobody Mm -hmm. else had except for other Loot Crate people. But then, you know, it it used to be, at least, they would always put Loot Crate exclusive on their t-shirts and stuff. speaking of posters, man, I wonder what happened to that. I had, uh, remember when, like, sometimes in certain Genesis games, you'd open them up and there'd be a poster inside the box? I have it. I have the Earthworm Jim one somewhere. Oh, yeah, that was always on my walls one. in yeah. the apartments, and I wonder what happened to it. The only problem it had some pretty nasty fold lines from being folded for so long. But yeah, I don't know where I don't know where that is. It's not like I well, I guess I'd put it up down here in the basement. But hey, that's gonna do it for IRL, Lucas. Let's go to the main event. Not really, but let's talk what you plan. Oh, super sad. Super sad. Super saiyan sad. Oh, Kame. Kamehame. I have sugar apparently at dinner. I love it. I, I did like have a, a. I did have a dos Akis, but because it was happy hour. So does that mean you had two Akis or mm. what is an Aki? <laughs> X. Oh, two X's. Two X. Two X's. Uh, I got two X's on my shirt tag. Who? Who would? Who would like to begin, sir? Would Would you like to begin? Would you like um, me to begin? What? A lot of my stuff are just mentionables. I don't have a lot of stories on mine. Well, so. well why don't you just crush it out? All right, I'll crush you know? it out. So uh, let's start with, I actually feel like I have things to talk about, but they're just kind of like little things. So Grand Tour, I'm still watching this thing. I kind of took a break from it. Uh, I think the last time I talked about it, I wasn't impressed by one of the episodes that didn't have a lot to do with cars. Uh, specifically, I'm going to talk about episodes seven and eight. I've watched some in between there, but... Uh, I haven't watched all of eight, but I know what it's about because episode seven really interested me. So what they did was they're they're not in a location inside their tent like they normally are for each episode. What they did instead was they were challenged to each build a sand buggy based on Hmm. the um, Volkswagen Beetle. Uh, You know, they in the 60s or 70s, they made uh, a sand buggy version off from that platform. So they each created one kind of as a kit car. They were challenged to go through um, a desert in Africa. I don't remember exactly which one it is um, and where they start and stop at. But it was really interesting because I'm pretty sure for the most part they were actually dropped off there and then asked to kind of navigate this desert. So Hmm. 
Okay. There's like there's a part where they were going to navigate the the coastline and just follow that all the way up because the town they had to get to was a coastal city. Well, as they did that, the dunes on the on the um, going inland got so steep that they were trapped between the incoming tidal uh, incoming tide and the dunes. So they oh, were going God. to be like stuck in the water if they didn't. Uh, they were driving along, and I think it was Jeremy who was like, um. Is the tide going in or out? <laughs> so they had to turn around and go back the other way. Um, just the the conditions of having to drive through, like with all the sand and the roads being so bumpy and crappy, it just yeah. takes a toll on their buggy. So it just was really cool because even though they're not talking about sports cars or whatever, it still was more of a car show. And I was glad to see that that kind of came back. So um, not a bad place to start if you're not super interested and want to see if it's something that you you would like. Yeah, I've never watched any of that. The Grand Tour is on Amazon streaming and okay. I like I like it for the most part. It's it's a little hit or miss. It almost seems like it's every other episode. Like I liked the first episode, then the second one was kind of okay. Then the third one was good again, then the fourth one was kind of okay. So, or vice versa. So, it it's kind of hit or miss, but I guess Top Gear was kind of like that too. So, it's a mm. little bit of a variety show sometimes. Uh, now I noticed this next, uh, thing was on Netflix and it confused me cause I don't know. I never heard anybody <laughs> say anything about it, but this there's is probably a, show, a reason. Yeah. There's, this is a show I've heard people talk about before. I know, um, some people in my childhood who had the toys of this show. And so I thought, you know what? I'll give it a shot. I've never seen it before other than clips of it. That's He-Man and the Masters of the Universe. So, Again, I didn't know much about the show. I, I started watching one episode, the first episode, I guess the first episode that ever aired. I did not know there's like Hanna-Barbera cartoon sound effects in in the show. Like I thought it was going to be fairly <laughs> yeah. serious, but it's no. like goofy and like it's got like 70s weird music in it and everything. It's yep. just weird. Yep. I, I, I think people would look back on it now and be like, why did I like this? I, I, it's so you know, weird. I barely remember watching it, but I, I must have liked it. Cause I had like a, it was like a toothbrush holder, but he held like your rinsing cup too. It was like a He-Man that, and then I had a He-Man toy that he had a battle damage chest. So, um, it had like a little spinning thing. So if you push sure. it once, it would spin and it would show like one diagonal weapon slash sure. hit it again. It'd be a second diagonal what? weapon slash, you know? And then I had like the little wizard, you know, like that weird little cloaked wizard yeah. guy. I yeah. can't think he has the hat. I had him and you could like pull a ripcord through him and he'd spin around. And then I had like, it was like a robot sort of, and he, his chest was see-through and he had all these gears. So when he moved his arms and stuff, you could see all these gears and stuff spinning inside of him. I wonder and if there was like that, there was like a weird here, man, like a few, uh, I don't remember it as much, like a futuristic He-Man thing they made after that that I had some toys for of too. I don't. I, don't I wonder remember. if it got better, like after the first season or something. You know, sometimes those cartoons kind of change no, a little bit. No, I don't think don't it think did. So. I don't think it did. Orko was the name of the. Um, okay. The black mage. Just let's, do yourself a favor and basically. watch the movie with Dolph Lundgren. Yeah, yeah, which had a lot to do with the the cartoon for sure. It's like a one-to-one comparison there for sure um 
But yeah, Orko was basically a black mage from Final Fantasy, which I thought was fun. <laughs> um, so yeah, I don't know if I'll be watching any more of that, but it was kind of interesting to see. Uh, Batman Arkham Origins. I, I might have to him. do it too. Now that you've talked about, it. I might have to just go. Just back. scroll through it, you know. You notice he never. You notice he never uses a sword ever. No, he like picks it up. He picks it up and is like, "I have the power," uh, and then it kind of like he doesn't use it much afterward. After that, no. It's like that uh, Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles. Nobody uses. You have swords, but nobody ever gets sliced in half or anything. What, what what's up with that? Um, uh. But uh, Batman Arkham Origins. I uh, have been talking about that the past couple episodes. I completed it, which I was hoping. Oh I would. man! Yeah, I, I like I said, I was. I kind of got a little sidetracked, but I said, you know what? No, it's not worth it. The games, I have plenty of other games to get to, and that's kind of what I've been having to do is just focus down on it when I feel like playing it and not get distracted because I have other games. I can do you know, all the side quests and stuff in, in uh, Arkham Knight when I start playing that because that's all new to me. But I've already played through this once, so I don't need to do every bit of DLC or whatever. I paid like four bucks for it or whatever, so mm-hmm. I'm not too concerned about getting my complete you know, playthrough experience out of it. Uh, I still maintain that I like it better than Arkham City. <laughs> the ending is a little meh. I it, okay. it's kind of funny because you after the it's weird because the the uh, assassins the contracted assassins to kill Batman are kind of the boss fights. So when you finally get to the Joker, spoilers if no one's ever. You know, I'm about to spoil this if no one's played it. Um, <laughs> I haven't played it. Well, I mean, spoil it to, from a gameplay perspective, not a story perspective. So when you get to the Joker, um, you don't really end up having much of a boss fight or anything. Which, I guess it kind of makes sense in a way because Joker's more of a scheming... Uh, uh, like, he sets traps or he'll set... Uh, you know, certain scenarios that the Batman has to, to overcome. Okay. Yeah. Whereas Bane just kind of Bane or the croc or somebody like that will just attack him head on. So I can see that to a certain extent, but it is kind of a letdown, uh, that, that that's, that's the culmination of all your efforts. So, but you know, it's the origin story to a certain extent. So I guess, you know, you can kind of give it a pass. I, I, yeah, yeah. I, don't know. I like I said, I still like it better than Arkham City. I don't know why. I just do. I think it's fine. It, all the stories are all fine. I, I do like Arkham City. Don't get me wrong, but I just the gameplay of this one for some reason, even though it wasn't made by Rocksteady, I, I prefer. So, uh, I really enjoyed it. I'm glad. I'm glad it's over with, so I can move to Arkham Knight. But, uh, <laughs> yeah. Uh, so last two things, I don't have much to say about them because if you want to hear my, my thoughts on them, you can go to playsomevideogames.com and read a review or possibly even see some gameplay of me streaming some of these games. So let's start with Wells. Wells is a, um, pretty low key, uh, first, well, it's weird. It's their first steam submission by a studio called a Brazilian studio called tower up studios. And uh, that's important because they didn't bother to get, like, English localization um, translators who knew 
kind of what they were doing. <laughs> like it's translated oh, right. into English, but it's not done very well. And uh, I, I was really, I was really kind of bummed about this one. I wrote up my my review, and you can read it on the website. But uh, long story short, it's it's a rough game. And the reason why I felt kind of bad about it is because the the bones of a decent game are actually there. The problem lied with the there's no context to anything. So like there's this Wells character who you play as, but he you're just you're inside of a steampunk world. And that's about all you know. There's no like mm-hmm. story really, which is okay, but there's also no there's no design elements that kind of relate to you what the world is like. I compared it to like Contra or Mega Man or anything like that. And, you know, there's a little bit of story in Mega Man, but for the most part, like nobody has to tell you who Cutman is. You just know what Cutman is and does because of the way he looks. That's good design. This is just like, uh, let's have a giant spider because I've seen that in another game. Let's have a giant airship because I've seen that in another game. I, uh, at least that's the way it felt to me. So. I don't know. It just needs a little bit more cohesiveness, I felt like. So that was a really big bummer with that one. And then mm-hmm. uh, the other one, I streamed a little bit of this, and I was very interested to play this because it is a um, kind of an early access thing or a, a beta test for Conan Exiles. And I'm not super familiar with Conan as a world, but I kind of use that as a way to enter the game and say, all right, from my perspective, is this worth is this worth um, people getting interested in if you're like me and don't have a huge um, Conan world knowledge base to work off from? Yeah. Uh, I was confused. I thought this was an MMORPG. Turns out it's more of an MMO survival game in the vein of Rust or uh, H1Z1. Or no, not H1Z1. Um I don't know. Basically, you're just you're just uh, collecting things. Seven uh, seven days to die. Anything like that. You're collecting resources to build things to craft your weapons and armor and stuff. And it really just uh, again, you can read my you can read my impressions. I didn't review this. I just gave my initial impressions. Right. Uh, but it just kind of felt like any survival game. Like I I was really expecting a bit of Conan lore kind of on top of everything but you're you're thrown into the world and you're you're given no direction whatsoever so which is fine for people who like this type of game but if you're gonna i don't know i feel like if you're gonna have a property and base a world off of it you you would use the lore to your advantage to create some kind of something i don't know it seems like a waste just to be like oh you know the world's cool but you could call it any and i only played it for about an hour and a half so maybe there's stuff down the way but if you're if you're trying to get people's attention right away it just felt like random survival game so yeah well, wasn't too impressed with that i i would say even as somebody if somebody who was really into conan just wait and see because it's still early on in the the development but i would say wait and see what else they're going to add to this thing because it it felt pretty empty to me it it was just hey survive <laughs> you know build some stuff collect resources for the next 3 hours so you can build a 4 by 4 room uh, that doesn't mm. that doesn't uh and it, it seems to be tailored towards large groups towards large groups as well and of course that's a problem for me because we've talked about how <laughs> unless you and I are both playing a game we're usually playing it single player so 
But let's talk about the most important key feature you may not have touched touched on that's with true. Conan. No, the dong that's true. slider. Yes, they uh they have a dong slider because uh, I I saw I read somewhere they their reasoning was that uh, they have a breast slider as well. So in the interest of fairness, they wanted to provide a dong slider. Um, so to me that's well, like going I guess we got our podcast name episode name dong this week. sliders. <laughs> um. <laughs> My dong slider was set to very, very low before I was created. Um, I I think it's dumb. Like, if you were really that worried about balancing it, why didn't you just get take out both sliders and just have body types? And just do it that way. If you're really worried about, you know, it just seems like a weird PR move or something like, oh, and the other thing is that the, the penis has physics. And you can see the you can see the full nudity. You get to see the whole penis and everything under there, under the loincloth. So they're they're also talking. I guess it was just recently announced as well that they are going to possibly allow you to castrate people and collect their 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 wieners. And I'm just like, the thing about these games, the survival games, is that it's a, it's always like a group of five people who wander around with the highest level of gear and kill people who are running mm-hmm. around naked. And the last thing people need is another reason to just kill people on site. That's the main reason why I don't play any of these games is that it's just, these, these games are all about grieving. Yeah, yeah, exactly. Exactly. That's exactly what it is. So I don't need another reason for this to be like some person's torture porn fantasy. So, uh, you know, all those reasons I don't think, I don't think I'll be interested in this one, uh, but it definitely was it was interesting to play from a uh, impressions standpoint. So I enjoyed it from that that perspective and the penis. I mean, I'm I'm, gl- I'm just glad that there was penis for me to to look at to my heart's content. And let me tell you, yeah. you can you can get a you can get a real knee knocker going if you <laughs> if you get that slider all the way up. So is running through the desert. So the pit and the pendulum, huh? Yeah, exactly. Uh, you could keep time with that thing, but anyways, <laughs> that rounds up what what I've been playing uh, for the most part. Mm-hmm. And, uh, mm-hmm. Got some good work done. <laughs> Hoping to move on to some some other stuff, including Jotun because you played that. Yeah, and, yeah, that's really cool. Um, I happen to get that in a humble bundle thing, so it's a really cool experience. It's short lived, but it really got a really cool story to it. The art it just looks it, amazing. Yeah, yeah, it's got that nice hand drawn. Look, I do because I'm sure people are really curious to know. I did was very quickly able to Google and find my action figure. He is called, brace yourself, Roboto. <laughs> <laughs> that's that's awful, isn't it? As that- uh, Gizmodo says, this robot had a clear chest that had a gear visible inside, which spun as Roboto moved. This absolutely blew kids' minds back then, and it's sure. still pretty cool looking even now. He was a bad guy, right? It looks like. I'm not sure. He's, Either way, he's he looks great. He's got Thank you every very color. Macho Mr. Roboto. <laughs> I go, rub, rub. Um, I also yeah that the other guy, one of the other guys with He Man, is named Man at Arms. Like, how is that a name? Thank you, Wonder Man. Here's one called Squeeze. S S S Q U E E Z E. Squeeze. Oh gosh, I'm assuming he's a snake type person. I think so. I need to. I need to go. Stop going down the rabbit hole. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> okay. Anyway, uh, for more of myself. Okay. Sure. So I talked about it on the last show. It has since then 
posted and the embargo dropped. The game's actually available on Steam now, and that is called Alwa's Awakening. It is a Metroidvania uh, retro. I like to say retro bit game, uh, very much in the same vein as uh, Shovel Knight. It uh, it's got that that NES eight bit graphical style. It's got a great chiptune soundtrack, and you know shorter game based on the style, but it's just a really cool. Um, I think it's just a cool little experience. So I would recommend any fan of that genre. To pick it up, I uh, I played it. I really enjoyed it. So you can check out my review at uh, playsomevideogames.com. Uh, as I said, it released on February second, um, and it's currently selling on Steam for ten bucks. So I think that's a, a great buy for. Um, okay. For what it is, I, I agree because I watched your gameplay, and it does. It looks uh, a little bit slower paced than like Shovel Knight, but yes, uh, it looked it looked good and. Uh, a lot of care taken to to make the game. You said that's ten dollars. Now I found yep. out Wells is also ten dollars, and that's the problem I have with some of these damn mm. games on Steam. It's like, yeah, you're really over, you're really over, um, overselling your your product. Yeah, there. some of yeah. these games, it's your first, and you kind of worked on it for three months or four months, which is not really that long. Sell it for like three or three to five dollars. And then you'll probably actually have people's uh, interest in it because they'll go, oh well, you know, three to five bucks. I can I can gamble on that, but not ten. Yeah, ten's yeah, ten and fifteen is where it gets a little crazy. Uh, it's got eighteen reviews currently on Steam, and then it's overall positive. So, so that is uh, that's really all I was getting in a nutshell. I mean, if you're interested, check out my review. I've got some. I have a review done quick. I have some let's. I have a full let's play the game. I just it's. Oh, slow process getting them uploaded. So uh, you can check those out. Um, Killing season one. We got through that. Uh, I will so far say I would recommend the show. It's got a really cool um, story. And then after season one, it kind of goes in another completely different direction, which I I didn't see coming. Hmm. So um, I can't really explain that without really giving things away. But um, I really, really like it so far. It's a really good show, so I, I, I recommend. I just recommend that. And uh, let's just say that there is a Stranger Things season two trailer during the Super Bowl, and it looks amazing. I cannot yeah. wait uh, until Halloween. Apparently, is when it'll release, yeah. and I will promptly binge watch them all. So, yeah, very excited for that. I, I was really surprised that we got that because we had just they had just released like a first official image from season two, which was a quick shot of the boys outside of school in their um, Ghostbuster Halloween costumes, I'm assuming. So I didn't think we'd seen it. And then all of a sudden, boom, trailer. So I'm all right with that. And at first I was like, oh, look, they're doing a throwback Eggo Waffle commercial. No. Yeah, yeah. that was pretty cool. The long con. So that is my what you plan. Not a whole lot, but, you know, a few things. Yeah. I feel bad now. Mm-hmm. It took me forever, as usual. Mm-hmm. Well, cool. Mm-hmm. Very good. Mm-hmm. 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 Yep, yep, yep. Well, let us continue because we 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 said we were going to, and we've we're two weeks running. We have continued the, our yes. supposed plays of the dig. This is part two, exploring the ancient tunnels. Allow you, allow me to give you a brief plot 
description of the story thus far. Now remember, this is we are talking full story, full everything of the game. So if you don't want everything spoiled for you about this game, you will have to skip or revisit this. And I'll also remind you that Lucas is streaming. Are you streaming or just recording? Uh, just recording because uh, I... I prefer I would stream it, but I would prefer it not to be if you're going to watch this later, which I think a lot of people are going to. I don't want the weird like, oh, hey, so and so who came in to watch me stream. Mm -hmm. You know, I don't want that whole experience. So I am just recording it there. So Lucas is recording his gameplay and he's putting it up on our Flexible YouTube channel. You can go and check it out. It's got two episodes up there so far. So part two as follows. So we have we have three main characters at this point. Commander Lowe, Officer Brink, and whatever. I don't know if she's an officer, or if even Brink's an officer. So we have Lowe, Brink, and Robbins. They, you know, we arrive inside the, this meteor that we blew a hole in it with the bomb. We arrived inside this meteor and discovered these ancient tunnels. So they started beginning to discover these old t- the tunnels, and we discover these odd artifacts into the wall, which, lo and behold, it prompts Lowe to go on lockdown. He's revealed that he's had a secret, secret objective all this time to report to... Command on any signs of alien life. Yeah. So he's he's locked down the mission. Their objectives have changed. So after find out you can they manipulate these these metal um what are they they're like metal panels essentially on these tunnels. Yeah. Metal plates I think is what they and they discover a tunnel that actually leads deeper access inside the asteroid and the entire asteroid itself is actually hollow. Um, the metal plates that they've manipulated uh, connect to an altar, which once assembled, that activates Attila's true purpose, faster than light, galactic travel. Whoa. So once they assemble this this beacon, I mean this uh, this uh, what do I want to say this pillar or this altar or whatever, yeah. the entire meteor started moving, and then kind of like I don't know, it got like iridescent in a way, and it like quote-unquote fast-traveled. They were transported, who know, we don't know how many light years away, into this alien this alien planet. And they land on the surface, discover that it is a breathable, has a breathable atmosphere. Uh, and as their suits are depleting, they get out and they explore this new alien terrain, which uh, there's a, a crash site with a full-on uh, alien vehicle of some sort, uh, some sort of graveyard, and what was the third spot? A, it um, was a ramp. It was like a dirt ramp. Yeah, oh yeah. There's a large ramp and just like a dirt, some dirt piles. And uh, <laughs> after a brief, after a brief power struggle, um, you know, they start digging. They they do see like these alien specter. We don't not sure what they are at this point. There's some sort of spectacle of light. It's moving. It could be alien. We don't. Is it an alien ghost? We don't know. But it leads the team to one spot, which. Uh, Low starts digging, and uh, Brink has to assert himself. Well, I'm, I'm all about being careful. I was trained to do these things. I yeah, he's do an archaeologist, so yeah, I'm an archaeologist. I need to do all the digging. So he starts digging, and that's just the team suspected. It's all hollow underneath. He breaks through, loses his fitting. Low reaches, but it's too late. Brink falls to his death. Mm-hmm. First casualty in our story, very cryptic. Brink has died, and the team goes down. They can't save him, and they decide let's split up and explore this new area. Always a great and plan. That's 
That's I don't know why it says it says butts here. I don't know why I don't, I don't know why it says butts there. <laughs> I wrote there. that in because you're you wrote that. you you must have had the document open all day or something because you're you had the uh, your cursor rested right there. So I wrote butts <laughs> and then I left. <laughs> so the teams the teams inside this I don't even know it's clearly like some sort of command center. There's like a there's like definitely one central command room. There's a bunch of other locked rooms it's all alien we don't know what's going on but yeah but but low and robbins have split up to discover it so that's where we will leave off for now i would say it almost seems like a ship under the under the sand or something but it's all like made out of dirt and everything so yeah well they said that one part too was like underwater yeah yeah too because there's those airlocks and there's like tunnels leading to other small islands and things so we're not sure we don't know what's going on. Yeah. So we're in some area of some sort, though, with lots of doors and lots of things to walk around in. So yes. So well, that's that's where we're at. What are your what What are your impressions of this so far, Jason? What do you think? Because uh, you've you said you played the demo. How far into this are you now compared to that? Well, okay. So the demo the demo for the dig was actually this sequence. The devil the uh. demo put you on the the alien um, world there where you could explore the three sites and then the dais that you land on. And then as soon as that, the cutscene breaking through happened, that's when the demo ended. And then it showed you kind of like a sizzle reel of, of cutscenes from throughout the game. Oh, okay. Um, which I barely even remember. So, um, But I, I had tried to play this game in the past, and this was as far as I'd, I'd ever, I've actually ever gotten, which is, like, barely anywhere in the game. We're, we're probably, like, what, maybe an hour and a half yeah, into it? Yeah, hour and 20 so, minutes, something like that. So, um, impression-wise, though, I feel like, um, I don't know, I've, 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 from playing adventure games, I'm definitely already in the habit of, like, looking at everything and trying to pick up everything. Yep. Which I, which I definitely did in the section before this, because so I, I have a bunch of random things in my inventory. I have no idea. Um, how to use yep. at this point. Um, and I especially struggled where we left off because I um, I didn't realize that there's a power source you had to activate yet. So I knew like the things I had in my inventory were like the a decipher or a cipher to pass codes for those doors. So I would, mm-hmm. but I'm like, why well, want the doors open? Well, there's no power. So okay. Um, See, I didn't even so I, know that. Yeah. So I don't think it's gotten. Like, this wasn't too hard. It took me, like, a bit to, like, those metal plates. I, I struggled with that a little bit because I couldn't figure out. Um, I got the first, like, the first two right away. But for some reason, I don't I don't know. I thought I tried, tried to use the one device on them. And it didn't work. And I just sat there. And I'm like, okay, well, maybe if I keep talking to my team, they'll, like, give me a clue of yeah. some sort, you know. But um, I think, I feel like right now everything has still been directed pretty well, I think, the flow goes good and just because naturally exploring you um you're gonna kinda hit everything you need, like especially with that alien ship, it makes that cable pretty obviously pretty obvious that you need to interact with that and that kinda really drives um the rest of that section. So I don't feel like there's anything too much to get hung up on here, but I think what was nice is you got a lot of you got some character development. It was, well, unfortunately, we got some character development, but then he died. So yeah, I mean, we I think we got a lot more like character from from Brink at this, but then he's killed off right then. So um, it'll be interesting to see because like you can tell, like Lowe's really struggling with that. That 
with Brink's death a little bit, and then the fact that he doesn't have control over the situation any longer. And I think he's used to always being in command, and now he's in a situation that's completely out of his control. Um, but uh, yeah, I don't, I don't know what more I can say on that, really. Well, yeah, I think from just from a story's pr- perspective, for me, it was interesting that they killed Brinkoff. I was not, I wasn't looking, or I wasn't expecting that at all. And uh, I don't know, you don't really see that a lot in adventure games because normally you're alone. I feel like a lot of the time. Uh, when you play right. in these adventure games, so to like to see a part of your crew die, you're just like, even though Brink was kind of an asshole, he would he was a yes. smart ass all the time, and you would ask him a question, and he would be like, "Well, I don't know, I'm an archaeologist, not a not a uh, alien spacecraft specialist," and it's just like, I know that I'm asking you because I don't know <sighs> what to do, you douche. But uh, yeah, so like once that happened, I was like, oh, it's gonna be one of those games where, like people die and it it it's fairly realistic and not like you know some gooey monster comes out and eats you and it's all cartoony and everything it's like no, right, there are right. serious consequences to things that have happened i will say that going along with like investigating everything and picking everything up because of some of the older adventure games where if you do the one thing wrong, you will die immediately. And there's like a hundred ways to die. Like all the Sierra yeah. adventure games would do this. Yeah. So I examine everything first, which is probably not the most interesting thing to watch, but you do have to do it. Otherwise you're going to be reloading your game a lot. Uh, you get some good insight though on items because clicking on them will give you one sort of description, but then like using the, like actually examining them usually gives you more right. details. Yeah, that, that is true. And it it's not very, um, so far you haven't gotten too much that seems to be, um, questionable as to its use. I will say now, uh, I didn't know about half the stuff that I picked up. Like I have, like you said, we have that wire, we have, uh, some I have two rods anyway that look identical but are different colors. Yep. Yep. And then um, one other thing, one other oh that crystal ball. The thing. Little, yeah. Um, but I have I have uh, uh well I don't want to tell you well okay we have to make it a choice here if there's stuff that we miss do we tell each other or do we wait for the other person to figure it out? Um. How do you want to handle things like that? Well, I figure if you tell me you have something. I don't, I mean, I'm going to have to have it eventually anyway, right? Yeah. Um, yeah. I don't, I probably won't know what you're talking about anyway, so I don't think it would hurt it too much for you to say, okay. I have this thing, because I wouldn't know where to get it anyway, yeah. other than I just need it. Uh, yeah, well, I have two items you don't have, then. Okay. I have a tusk, and I have a jawbone. Oh, snap. I see, I didn't know you could pick up any of that stuff. I just yeah. examined them. Okay, so that might come into play later. Yeah. That's interesting. But that's going to happen. I think that's going to happen depending on where we stop. And I had a feeling with this one especially because there was, like, what you told me to where to stop at worked. But it it's a weird feeling because you're just like, okay, what if I, like, somehow skip that and don't see it? Mm, or, you know, yeah. there's no context well, for it. Well, I was good. wandering around, like, for 15 minutes going oh, back okay. through all those this like this this section i was like i don't know what to do and then i was got to the point where i need to stop playing because i'm getting angry now because i couldn't figure out yeah like, how to progress and i think whoever plays first is going to have that because you're going to po- possibly get stuck and then when i tell you hey look for this then 
then it's like, okay, I see this. I'm just going to stop here, which is what I did. Yeah. But you yeah. already were kind of exploring. So I will have a little bit of that in my next uh, yeah. gameplay where I yeah. do a little bit of what you've already done because you're like, okay, this is getting frustrating. So I can't wait for that. I can't wait mm-hmm. to be frustrated right yeah. there with you. I mean, or we could always look to help each other too a bit. But yeah, it's just like I know how to solve the, the problem now. Mm-hmm. But it, there's no like it doesn't really tell you much at all. It's just kind of very much a trial and error type thing. So would you say that, um, like, how do you feel about the puzzle complexity so far then? Because from what I've seen and I don't, I don't have those items, but knowing that you need them, it, it'll be interesting to see what you have to do with those things, I guess. Yeah. Cause it hasn't come up yet, but I know it definitely will at some point. And I, I wonder what those, like, you know, those little plants that you can touch to that blink and then it talks about how they like absorb some of your yeah. energy like that has to come into play at some point somehow too I have a feeling um puzzle complexity right now I think it's been pretty pretty minimal I mean yeah. up until up until this part where I got stuck at I really felt like it was pretty pretty easy street I guess so far mm-hmm. yeah the one the only thing that we really had to do was before this was put the the stone tablet thing together yeah yeah exactly and then um yeah now we have this so this i think all of a sudden it threw this really harder puzzle out of nowhere which i i that i frustrated me a bit but i think overall the the puzzle complexity hasn't been bad at all no i don't think so either i mean this is the part of games that i don't necessarily like sometimes where you have uh and i found this in even in um uh a book of unwritten tales where you it opens up to a larger area where you can go to different spots but you kind of feel like you have to backtrack a lot because you may have missed something that you like you visit mm-hmm. a place the first time and you're and you see things that you you might see one thing you need to pick up but you missed the second one and then you're like yep. all right what am i supposed to do and then go back and go oh i missed this all right and um so i'm a little worried about that but i haven't done as much exploring as you have so we'll see how it goes but luckily i think that the game since it's so I don't know. There's something about graphics where they're they're pixelated like this, where it's it's very colorful and nice to look at, but you still kind of have to use a little bit of your imagination. And I kind of like that that space in between where not everything is spelled out for you, um, because it yeah. gives it's it's easier to look at than uh, say, Book of Unwritten Tales, where it's kind of like well everything's fairly obvious and it's pre-rendered, so it kind of looks dated and. Yeah, I don't know. What do you think? I feel. Do you feel like the 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 art of this game holds up more because there's been a more trend of like pixel junk, pixelated games, and the indie scene. I do feel like that might be the case, or at least it's not. It doesn't seem that out of out of uh, because it's weird when it's in the actual game. I think it looks fine, but when there's cutscenes, sometimes it oh, looks the a little rough. I yeah. mean, this. I think this game was originally at like three, three twenty by three something resolution. Oh, so, good Lord, I mean, that's that's tiny when you when you think about it. Um, the last like keynote I wanted to bring up was um, ambiance of this game. I really noticed when I was walking around, like the 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 background sound effects yes. really for this oldest game do like a really good job of like 
like setting the mood and setting the tone of the game. There was like, a like, just, oh, I was I was gonna say there was a point in my playthrough where I heard something and I thought it was something that happened in real life, and it turned out to be just <laughs> the the ambience of the the background noises, and that's been happening ever since you blew up the um, asteroid because it sounded like the ice cracking and everything. Oh yeah, yeah. It just those are like the sound effects that uh, I feel like they give areas a character. And you don't get that a lot when, because a lot of times most games will use music for for areas or something like that. But here it's a little bit of music, but it's that ambient sound effect with like mm-hmm. howling wind or or yeah. those weird creaks and groans of the metal uh, near the ship and everything. It's just like, man, I feel like the wind is like that's some of the best part, like the wind noise and like like random like pebbles moving around like yeah. just cave sounds i think that's that's what it does really well i've been really for when was this game released 1990 I think. so i mean the sound sounds great for uh how old it is let me just double check you fact check you here the dig yep 1995 um that's so. like that's like beginning playstation era too so you think if that's the type of thing you're going up uh, up against and I mean, I remember a lot of those games at the beginning. They said they looked and sounded like crap at, at first. So, hmm. I wonder how far along we are in terms of the uh, the overall gameplay. Story. I don't know. Why do you have oh. a feeling it might only be like four parts or something? I hope not. I hope not. I, I'm expecting twelve parts. That's what I think is going to happen. Tw- ten or twelve, maybe ten. Just depends on how much we, if we have one part that's like two hours, then that'll be different, obviously. But I would expect yeah. like a six to eight hour game, maybe. Yeah, I don't. Hmm. We'll find out. We'll have to find out when we keep playing this thing here. That's uh, true. So yeah, that's gonna wrap it up for part two, and now you have to come back for the dig part three. Give me the power. <laughs> You wrote that before I talked about He-Man and the Masters of the Universe. So, yes, I did. To be fair. In our quest, in our quest to repower the tunnels we're yes. currently lost in. Uh, let's take a break with some overclocked remix. Oh, okay. And we can, and we'll okay. Come back with stuff. <laughs> Who's that? Um, oh, the, okay, Morty. <laughs> oh god, <laughs> I, um, I watched. <laughs> That was on the other night. It was oddly enough. It was the one episode I remember watching at your house where they go into the Christmas episode where they go inside the the dead bum. Oh jeez, that's a good one. Isn't that the is that the theme park where that? Yeah, where, the theme park aside, I remember it. Just where he's, he's Morty. I need you. You're gonna. You're gonna. I need you to see the the nipple. And he's like, I hope. To, I hope I see both of them. <laughs> <laughs> oh gosh! Uh, all Good right, stuff. let's. This is this is Overclocked Remix, where we feature a random remix for oh, the lovely site Overclocked Remix. You can find it at ocremix.org. Lucas has built the amazing OC Remix Randomizer Machine 2000. True, it helps us select a remix every week. Now it cannot be from Undertale, Zelda, or Secret of Mana because well, they played too many of those. Oh, I was going to say that there's a good chance that it would be Super Mario RPG because it's taking yes, up I, six slots right now. Yeah, they just released a new album. But. Uh, Super RPG, Super Mario RPG. Ah, okay. That makes sense. However, I think this is the first time 
that we have ever had spot number one come up. So this is the freshest of the sick beats wow, that the they have. Wow, the newest remix put up today, Pokemon <gasps> Super Mystery Dungeon. It's our why, good why friend. Ah, oh, it's called Connected, and it's by our good friend Timaeus. Two to two is our good friend. Yeah, because we've had like three now. This will be, I think, oh. this will be the third or fourth one wow. that, we've, that we've had. Okay. So he's he's an industrious guy. I guess uh, so. Uh, this is again from Pokemon Super Mystery Dungeon, released in 2015 for the 3DS. Uh, between Nintendo and the Pokemon Company, uh, looks like we've got uh, three songs featured: Dialga's "Fight to the Finish," "Revelation Mountain," and "Tree of Life." Ooh. Roots. So again, it's uh, Pokemon Super Mystery Dungeon. The song is called "Connected." Our remixer is Timaeus Two Two Two. And if you like this remix, you can find it in many, 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 many more at ocremix.org. We're gonna play it. We're gonna jam out, and we'll be back to give you some. A new Netflixation pick and some community grab bag. And maybe drink your milkshake.
we're back. That was Overclocked Remix. I hope you liked it. Maybe not. If not, you can write to us. Tell us why you didn't like it, and then maybe you should suggest a remix that you want to hear, yeah. and we'll play that for you. Good for you. We'll play a, that, and you'll like it. Be a problem solver. I need to know what movie does that come from that like Christian Bale says that. Oh, good that, for you. It's when he had that. Well, are you talking about the um, breakdown when he had on set? He yelled at that. Uh, oh, it might be. I just remember that set. back when I was listening to the morning stream all the time, Scott Johnson had it on his soundboard. <laughs> He'd play it all the time. Good for you. Uh, let's see. I'll see if I can find it real quick because this is important. Um, okay. Well, while you're oh, doing that. good I, for you. That one? <laughs> it wasn't that one, but that's good. All the same. That's when he freaked out on set. I can't remember if he had a sound bite oh, of it. Oh, good for you. And how was I it? I hope it was fucking good because it's useless now, isn't it? Oh, I remember God. this now. I think he... Oh, that's because that's where the, somebody like ruined the shot, wasn't it? Yeah, he was doing lighting. Uh, it turns out that he like knew that guy, and they were actually friends. Oh, it was oh, the no. director of photography, which... Oh. On set, you do not yell. That's one of the above-line guys that you don't yell at, unless apparently you're Christian Bale. Um... So, that seems, I mean, I would hate to be that guy, but... Speaking of Christian Bale, let's talk about his amazing summer blockbuster, Reign of Fire. Oh, jeez, he was in that? Yeah, him and Matthew McConaughey. I went and saw that on my birthday. I remember seeing it in theater. That was like back in the land party days, I'm pretty sure. Like, this is going to be awesome, there's dragons and Batmans in it. He, uh, he, uh, Matthew Matthew McConaughey said... All right, all right, all right. Let's kill some dragons. <laughs> <laughs> We're just going to do it. Uh, <laughs> Getting dangerously co- close from, or far from his uh, his accent, or I don't know. Uh, anyway, uh, <laughs> speaking of movies, yeah. speaking of movies, yeah. we realized after we wrapped the show, sent it out to you guys on the interwebs, we never picked a Netflixation to talk about next week. So we're doing that right now. It means you're only going to have one week to watch it, and I know you're going to want to do it because we are going to watch I Am Not a Serial Killer. It's on oh, Netflix. good for you. <laughs> it is good for us. <laughs> it is good for us. Thank you, Christian. Uh, that's very nice of you to say. So this is on Netflix. Otherwise, it wouldn't be Netflixation. It's true. And it's called I Am Not a Serial Killer. So Put your subscription to good use. We all know you have uh, my list that's like 3,000 titles deep. Yeah. Skip all that and just do what we tell you to do. Uh, that's right. It's from 2016, and Netflix describes it as a small-town teenager with troubling impulses must embrace his dark side if he wants to keep a serial killer from murdering again. I'm oh. not a serial killer. I'm not. I'm not a serial killer. <laughs> Coming soon to a streaming service near you. How do so? How, we will. We will watch I, that next week. How do I know you're not a serial killer? I'm not a serial killer. Take my word for it, brah. We should also probably say at this time that next week is the official, unofficial, Fluxapose birthday number three. We have eclipsed three years, and we'll embark on our fourth journey around the sun podcasting. You call it a birthday together. I call it an anniversary. <laughs> I call it a blight on society. <laughs> That's true. Until I know it's good, <laughs> until somebody tells me it's bad, I'm going to They said it couldn't be done. Or... We're still doing it. 
We're actually just going to play episode zero of Flux Depose inside oh, of that episode and make everyone boy. listen to it again. Uh, uh, this is uh, the podcast that we're doing. Nobody's wasn't listen, listen our it. first episode Tin Can Cast or like when your audio screwed up and we had to use the backup and it was like. Yeah. Yeah, we screwed up right off. Oh the no, bat. or or we didn't. Ha- you didn't have your, your computer either. We you had to record on your phone. I think a couple. No, times. it was on my laptop. It was my laptop. Oh, which was still sucky. But I was using my um headset too, oh. which was. I thought problem. one time you had to use your smartphone. I could have swore too. We almost did remember. one time, but then I ended up using um. I think I ended up using my laptop instead or something. But we had talked about that. If I had to do that, then I could. So. But what? <laughs> what is going on? I don't know. Um, uh, Jason's being di- silly on, on. But we didn't. We didn't have to, and that's all that matters. So that's you know, true. speaking of being silly, I just because I reminded myself of Ice King while I was doing that. That shows. <laughs> it's crazy. That shows in a, like a crazy miniseries thing going on right now. All yeah. adventure time. Telling you what happened to all the humans. I think. I would I like really, to know. I really want to watch all that, but then because I, I thought I was like, "Oh gosh, it's ending," but they got a whole other season yet, so I want to get kind of current on that before it ends. But sure, I, sure, it probably won't happen. Just like Samurai Jack, the new trailer for that came out, it looks good. But that's that's beyond what we're doing right now because now it's time we've picked out Netflixation. We'll watch that next week. We'll celebrate with Flexipose's third anniversary. And what better way to do that than with the community? And what better way for the community to reach us than by sending their messages? In a grab bag. Now you're being silly. I'm always being silly. Uh, and starting off, this is a, we had, did have a couple questions here, but we also kind of had a social media smorgasbord of comments that we we plucked off the interweb, and we're gonna we're gonna feature for use alls right now on today's very exciting show. So, <laughs> okay. and schmuck a pancake. In a pancake. So starting off, we we had a comment from from Josh Noise Brown, and he says, "Please tell me you didn't just say or a gun." I had other people, apparently, but I noticed though other people in Michigan say the same thing. So it must be something with our dialect, because I kind of I kind of go back and forth. I know sometimes I do say Oregon, and other times I do say Oregon. So I I say both ways. I think it's definitely regional. Here, oh, with just yeah, how we sure. pronounce. Him and well, Denny had a good, him and Denny had a good conversation about. Oh, how we, I bet. And I said I had the perfect rebuttal though. We're in our own little bubble of Fago and ICP here in here in Michigan. It's true. It We're all, all juggalos. The, it's the lead water. We t- we can't. <laughs> we don't think very good. Um, well, see, we had this stupid beating out of us from somebody who was actually from Oregon. And uh, yeah, he he went to our film school and he said, I, "This is not how he sounds, but for sake of doing it, I'm going to make him sound this way." Oh my God, it's not Oregon. Why does everybody in Michigan say Oregon? It's Oregon. Good I'm for like, you. <laughs> oh, good for you. And I'm just like, you know what? You know how often I say Oregon? <laughs> Oregon. See, I almost said it because Oregon. Cause the only I time I said it was when I was playing a computer game. Oregon Trail. It's the only thing Oregon is known for, and How about the only the, thing the anybody cares excellent about. Excellent indie game, Oregon Trail. Oh, like a zombie apocalypse. Oregon. Oregon. See, I just did it right then. Oregon Trail. I, I, it's just natural. <laughs> Sorry. Oregon. What we do. Uh, Josh Bone says, "Did I miss the next the next Netflixation on the new episode? Was I too busy basking in my friends forever dedication?" 
Uh, probably. You probably were too busy, but we also, as we just said, we, we missed it. There's your we song. We missed it. There's your song. That's all you get. That's all you get. Uh, Mr. Good for Gaming. I'm all caught up on episode 149 of Flex 80s montage music. Check. Docket mention. Check. Awkward finish. Check. <gasps> Milkshakes. Drake. <laughs> Big red X. So those are what to. I think that's what you need to get a full flux suppose experience. You need montage music. I drink your milkshake. Let me fix that for you. I you need drink the do- it up. <laughs> Thank you, Daniel. We need a docket being mentioned, and we need awkward finish, awkward finish, and a milkshake drink. I think we hit all those on this episode. I so this should get drink. <laughs> this should get four out of milkshake. four on the flux suppose scale. I, I hope. Uh, we do have some questions, I, though. I'm just Guys, get out of here. <laughs> Kevin, Kevin Austin says, if you yep. had to work for a fast food restaurant part-time, but be only paid in food, PT. one item from the menu. So you get paid in food, but only off one item in the menu. What establishment would you work in, and what item would you be paid in? Oh, God. Or in other words, how much do you want to hate yourself? Okay, I don't... Mm. I wouldn't want to work there, but I would just want to eat this food. And it's a to- it's a toss up between the Crunchwrap Supreme Ooh. or the Chicken Supreme Chalupas because man, I love those chicken chalupas. But the Crunchwrap Supreme is so good too. So yeah, I am referring to Taco Bell. Taco so I would work Bay, at Taco yeah. Bell. I think I'm gonna I gotta go Chicken Supreme Chalupas. Taco Bell, give me the Chicken Supreme Chalupa. Baja sucks. It's Chicken Supreme is where it's at. All right, all right, all right. Um. You know, I'm not really a huge fan of any of the fast food I eat, to be honest with you. Like, I do eat I do eat probably more fast food than you should do in your lifetime, but <laughs> I, I will say that afterward... The I Surgeon General feel, says you shouldn't eat nearly as much as I've already just consumed. I always feel horrible afterward, but I would probably end up working at McDonald's because... I tend to like their hamburgers and stuff a little bit more than, say, Burger King or or Wendy's or anything like that. Uh, so I probably I could probably settle for. Uh, I think I'm just gonna go with a regular cheeseburger. I was gonna say a wow. Big Mac, but uh, but to be honest with you, I think you could get a little tired of of the Big Mac. The special sauce, sauce just just sure tip, yeah. Where's you down, huh? If I want special sauce, I'll just ask for it on the side. You can just ask for special sauce. They don't just what is it like Thousand Island dressing mixed with mustard or something? I don't I'll kill you! If you oh my god, secret. that's true. Uh, I know he said he he want uh, he loves the chicken nuggets at McDonald's. That was his because this. Oh yeah, from yes, a yes, yes, yes. Conversation that from a PSVG conversation. Yeah. I almost hit my power button with my foot. That would have been. Oh. Bad. <laughs> I think that, that would only put me. I, I think that just puts me in sleep mode. But I would have just um, finished the episode. Yeah, that I would have. I would approve of that. And uh, we had last question for that cheeky Nando from Beyond the Pond, Mister Graham. Flex suppose what will it take to make Jason buy a Switch? I am going to go out on a limb and assume he is referring to the Nintendo Switch. Not a light Maybe, Switch. Maybe I, I mean it could be a Cisco. Cisco switch system, maybe a, a Linksys. Mm-hmm. I need mean, a 24 port Ethernet management system. Mm-hmm. Maybe, but I'm going to I'm going to assume, for the sanctity of this podcast, he's referring to the new Nintendo console releasing on March 3rd, 2017. That soon, huh? 
That soon. Matter of weeks. Now, Lucas, do you want to answer this question before I do? Um, well, the thing is, is I do know the answer. And the answer is, well, uh, I guess for me, from what I've seen, I would say that uh, what it takes is for Jason to get out of his own head about it. <laughs> because, uh, or, or, or more specifically, having a pre-order because... The thing about a pre-order is you can back out at any time before it's shipped. That's right. It's, so it just it just uh, yeah, sanctity, <laughs> safety there. It's, it's like uh, a I don't blame parachute. you. I don't blame you. Uh, but yeah, what would you say, Jason? Uh, well, yeah, I, you know, I, this made me think. I was like, man, maybe I wasn't too clear about it on the podcast in the past. I didn't explicitly say I. I technically have already purchased a Nintendo Switch. I I mm-hmm. bought it. I have a. I have a pre-order through Best Buy, shipping to my house on March third. So you, you make it. He makes it sound so simple, but there was conversation. There was there had. was many back and forth. There was much indecisiveness on my part. I may have had it in purchased. I may have had it in a shopping cart two or three, maybe four <laughs> separate times, and I closed out of it many times. And then finally, I said, "Nope, I'm doing it." Because then I finally said, "You know what?" It's pre-order. I can always just cancel if I change my mind, but yep. you know what? You can't, if you don't order it, you can't just magically get a pre-order. So I have one, and I have Zelda Breath of the Wild pre-ordered as well. So You know, we've all been there, and uh, you know, you were in, you were there for my time of need when uh, I had the same issue when uh, I was sitting on my computer waiting for pre-orders for uh, Oculus Rift yeah. to go live. And yeah. You remember my broken heart when I found out the price, but you you talked yeah. me through it, man. You got th- yep. you got me through some tough times. I, I did. Appreciate that. What, what ultimately helped win me over on it too, because I thought, well, you know, I'm gonna have you know the baby's gonna be here. I'm not gonna have time to really play games. Why am I buying this? I can just play Zelda on the Wii U. But then I was like, you know what? The Switch will really cater to that flexible father lifestyle of gaming that I'll need. And if, I, like, right. if I have 10 minutes to play something, well, well, guess what? I have a system that those 10 minutes for me on the pooper, I got ten minutes with this system can do that. If I if I'm in my bed and I got like five minutes before I want to fall asleep, this can do that. If I wanna if I want to take it to work because I'm just gonna play on my lunch hour, this system can do that. So I thought this would be the best way I can maximize what little time I may have. So left on this earth. Yep. That's how I did it. <laughs> I think I that's a good way to look. I at saw it. some quote somewhere. It says you only have, you know, the average life expectancy is blah blah blah, which means we're only left with, I don't remember what the exact number was, but X number of weekends in your lifespan. Ugh. Please, do, it's like, wouldn't you rather spend it doing something that makes you? Or just, I don't, I don't think consider a weekend's ever wasted when it's spent doing something that makes you happy, or something along those lines. You know, and it had a bunch of gaming stuff in it, so it was referenced to, oh, gamers are just. Wasting all your life away. Bunch of fat, freckly nerds living in their mom's basements. Rolling dice. Rolling dice and drinking Mountain Dew. Uh, Eating pizza rolls. Well, good. I think you will be surprised at how uh, you will you will you'll probably have a little less time for gaming, but I think you'll be able to fit it in. Because let's face it, you're not just gonna give up the like one hobby that you have. (laughs) <laughs> that we all have, that we all have time for. It's easier to play a game than it is to. Uh, I, I had visions of grandeur and playing hockey, and let's face it, that that's not a come home, sit in your basement, and and do that type of thing. So yeah, 
Hmm. You got to have realistic goals here, and I think you have a realistic one here, Jason. Oh, thank you, sir. I hope to play Breath of the Wild for nine months. That's pretty much how long <laughs> it's going to take me to get through it. Uh, so there you go, Graham. I bought it. It's mine. It's coming. So I still have some extra uh, money to spend, which I think I'm going to save for some games or accessories down the road. So there we go. And look at that. The grab bag has come to a close. Our music has come to a close. It's like we had it planned from the very beginning. That will do it for this episode of Flux to Pose. Thank you for sticking it out and hanging in there. We'll be back next week with another episode, including a Netflixation you definitely won't want to miss. Our 151 episodes strong. We'll be celebrating three successful years of Flux to Pose. You won't want to miss it. Lucas. True. You've been a you've been a pure jo- blissful joy to have on the show tonight. Thank you're you for hell, stopping by. You're, yeah, you're a hell of a guy, Jason. And I'm you're glad keen. to have known you. There you you're go. Swell. He's glad to have known me. I'm glad to have known you. Peace be with you. We'll be back <laughs> in a week for another episode. Goodbye. <laughs>